because habits add up. They create the life that you're living, whether it's a life that you dream of or a life that you want to change. Either way, habits are so instrumental in who you are and what you believe in in life. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to the Perfectly Broken Podcast. Just like the Japanese art of Kintsugi, we're not trying to hide the cracks of our broken past, but rather highlight those struggles with gold. I will be vulnerable, real, and raw with y'all as we figure out how we can turn the damaged pottery of our lives into stunning works of art that are even more beautiful than we ever thought possible. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Perfectly Broken Podcast. Today's episode is going to be all about habits, revamping your habits, getting rid of bad habits, acquiring good ones, and figuring it all out together. So as I imagine, we are all well acquainted with the fact that habits can kind of creep up on us out of nowhere if we are not careful about them. And the example I'll use that is relative to me is bad eating. And especially when it comes to stress. When I'm stressed out, feeling overwhelmed, my go-to is to turn to junk food, ice cream, obviously. We all know I do ice cream for everything. It was never a conscious decision. It was never a thought of, oh, I'm aware of the fact that I'm feeling stressed and so I am making the conscious decision to grab this bag of chips and eat the entire bag of chips to feel better. It never was something that I thought through. It just kind of crept up out of nowhere. And that's the way that bad habits can be formed is you have the trigger and in this case it was the stress, the overwhelm of life. And then the behavior is reaching for the bag of chips or the ice cream or whatever comfort food you're looking for. It's called comfort food for a reason. And then finally you get the reward and that is the temporary ease and relaxation and comfort that you feel from whatever your food of choice is. And each time that you do this, it reinforces that bad habit. So eventually you'll get to a point where anytime you feel stressed or overwhelmed, you equate it to eating junk food. And if you're hyper aware of how you feel, then you'll recognize that that junk food does not make you feel good. Physically, emotionally, mentally, it temporarily distracts and numbs you from the overwhelm and the stress but in turn, it is not good. The first bit of advice that I have is just get curious. Start to figure out what your trigger is. And in this example, the trigger is stress. Maybe dive further into that. What is stressing you out? Where do you feel that stress in your body? And then get hyper aware of how you feel after you engage in the junk food or after you engage in whatever habit you're trying to get rid of and start to get a sense of disenchantment with that behavior because you know that you'll feel bad later. So when you get that trigger, your prefrontal cortex goes offline and you just start not thinking straight. So seeing 
what we get from our habits helps us figure out that we're actually less interested in them than we thought. So this is just another reminder of mindfulness. Mindfulness and being aware of how you're feeling, how your body is feeling, how you're emotionally feeling, and figure out what works for you and what doesn't. And then seeing what happens in our bodies moment to moment, getting curious about how this habit is affecting you. So in this particular example, I would say get present with your body sensations because cravings come and go. Just get curious, notice what those sensations look like in your body. For me, it tends to be I get this tightness in my chest, I get restlessness, I get tension, and it is a sense of dis-ease that I want to get rid of, and I've been conditioned through my own behaviors, through society, through family, through all of the outside factors to believe that if I want to get rid of this tension and this disease in my body, I need to reach for a bag of chips and comfort myself and self-soothe. No wonder I turned to a binging eating disorder because I was not capable of coping with my own emotions and regulating my own body sensations. So I just tried to numb it out and distract myself. And it wasn't until I got curious of what these sensations in my body were and realizing that you can ride the wave of those urges and those cravings and eventually they will pass every single time a craving will pass you will not be stuck with this tightness in your chest that tension for the rest of your life if you're able to just ride it out take a deep breath and let it go which I know is much easier said than done. But we don't have to be afraid of those feelings. We don't have to run from them and grab the first thing that we can think of to get away from them because it's part of life. The more that you're able to ride through them, the less those cravings will have a hold on you in the future. And as you start to get more curious, and man, I would say just get curious about everything in life. Just look for data points to learn and grow. And as you get curious, you start to eagerly await the next data point. Like, for instance, if I am trying to break the bad habit of self-soothing with comfort food, then I can almost look forward to the next time that I'm craving that junk food and use it as a data point and sit down and journal and ask, okay, what is going on in my life? What emotions am I feeling right now that are leading to this urge to numb out or self-soothe with junk food? Really dive into it and figure out what the trigger was and what you're feeling in your body and really tap into the body sensations and then try to come up with a game plan to soothe yourself in a healthier manner, whether that be going out for a walk and listening to a personal development podcast. That's something that helped me get over my binging eating disorder. Or if you want to get a massage or take a nice bubble bath, do some self-care. Just figure out what you need to do to form better habits out of that. And this goes with anything. It can be anything from 
compulsively checking your text messages, if you're driving and you know that it's dangerous to text and drive, but you hear that text message go off and you're automatically put into this, oh my God, I must check it right away. It might be important. It might be from this person or that person. And you're just hyper aware of it. So you can't even concentrate on your driving. But if you're able to tap into that sensation, what am I feeling in my body? Get curious, why do I feel so urgently needing to respond or read this text message? And ask yourself what you can do differently, whether that be turn on your favorite hype up song and start singing at the top of your lungs while still paying attention to your driving and recognizing that you can respond later and that's perfectly fine and that's safe anyways. So basically just notice the urge, get curious, and feel the joy of letting it go and rinse and repeat over and over and over again until the habit has dissipated. So I have a few tips on both building better habits blah, 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 and removing negative habits that you don't want in your life. The first tip is remove negotiations. We all do it. When we know we want to break a habit, for instance, scrolling on social media, I pick up my phone with the intention of creating a post and posting to social media, but I feel so much resistance to it. So I sit there and I scroll on my phone for hours, wasting time, distracting myself, putting off doing what I know I need to do. When you notice yourself doing that, when you notice yourself doing the bad habit that you don't want to do, just quit the negotiations, take them off the table. If you're anything like me, I'm like, okay, well, you know, I need to scroll for a little bit to get inspired, or I need to scroll for my engagement. I need to engage on other people's posts first or whatever. I mean, I can come up with excuse after excuse after excuse, and they all make sense. They have made sense, and that's why I've continued to perpetuate this bad habit over and over again. But as soon as you remove the negotiations and you hear yourself say, oh, I'll just scroll for five minutes and then I'll post. No, stop it right then and there. I came on with the intention of posting, so I'm not allowed to scroll and stop it dead in the tracks. Stop the negotiations. If someone who wants to get shit done, they hold to their resolve. So one tip here is just to recognize your negotiations. They happen almost at a subconscious level where you're not even aware of them because they're so ingrained in you. You've negotiated for so long and you've justified these bad habits. Really just recognize and know your negotiations. They tend to be the same every single time. Just be hyper vigilant to them. And then the second an excuse pops up, recognize the negotiation and don't argue with it for even a second. If you had, you know, a toddler who was throwing a fit and wanted to run out into the middle of the street of a busy road, you wouldn't entertain that idea. You wouldn't give them even the slightest glimmer of hope of being able to run into traffic because you know that that's not in their best interest. You make it clear, no, this is not happening. We are done with negotiations. That's that. And that's part of 
parenting yourself as well is recognizing what those negotiations are and shutting them down stopping them right in their tracks. And then the next tip, which is one of my favorite, is habit stacking. That is when you connect a new habit with an old habit or behavior. So for instance, whenever I work out, I'm much more likely to eat healthy because I've gotten the ball rolling. I don't know if that's really the best example. Let me think of a better one. A better example, I guess, would be my mindful morning practice. I have felt so much resistance to meditation, but I know it's so, so, so good for you. What I've started to do is incorporate it with my breakfast every morning. Every morning it's become, I thought that I was gonna hate it because I've tried doing mindful eating practices in the past and it just felt, like I wanted to distract myself. I wanted to watch TV. I wanted to scroll on my phone. I wanted to not be so focused on my food or be in my own head, be focused on my thoughts. Like that's a scary place to be. I started doing mindful eating practices. And so every morning I love, it is my favorite part of the morning now because I was able to incorporate breakfast, which is my favorite food, and mindful eating practice. I easily do my meditation every morning now and it's become the highlight of my day. And another example is making my bed. I knew that I wanted to start making my bed because I'll be quite honest, I am not the cleanest person of all time and making my bed was just not a priority for most of my life because, you know, I justified the fact that, well, I'm going to be sleeping in this tonight anyways, so it's just a waste of time to make it and then have to get into it later tonight, mess it all up and just rinse and repeat day after day after day. But I know that making your bed first thing in the morning is such a good way to start your day because if you make your bed, then at least you've done one productive thing that day and that gets you started off on the right foot and then you can go from there to the next thing to the next thing. So anyways, I knew I wanted to start making my bed, but it was out of my comfort zone. It wasn't part of my routine and I did not feel like taking that extra minute to make my bed every morning. What I did was I would always listen to a fun pump up song as my alarm went off in the morning. It would just kind of get me going and then I would go on with my day. So I started to incorporate doing with my alarm, my pump up song would come on and I'd get up and I'd start dancing and singing and I would make my bed while I was doing that and it turned it into kind of a game and it made it fun. Now I don't even need to do the pump up music because I was able to do the habit stacking and now I easily make my bed every single morning, first thing without question. It's just helps me start out my day on the right foot and it helps put my room together and the cats love it and you know life is just so much easier and better having a nice made bed every day. Then another quick little example would be if you love having a cup of coffee in the morning. I'm not a big coffee person but I love iced matcha so if I ever need to do some personal development or read from 
whatever book. If you're into spirituality or if you're religious and want to read out of your Bible, then that would be a great time to work on that is when you're drinking your morning cup of coffee, which you love and it's a habit that you look forward to every day, then incorporate something that you want to do but you're feeling some resistance to and mesh them together so that you can look forward to the coffee and then, oh, okay, I'm used to now reading my personal development along with that every day and just habit stacking. That's what I'm talking about. The next tip is to strengthen your willpower. Oh my gosh, this is so much easier said than done. A couple of tips for this are first, anticipate the discomfort. Know that starting a new habit or getting rid of an old bad habit is going to be uncomfortable. You are creating new neuro pathways and really feel into the feelings and get used to it. Recognize that discomfort is a part of life. It's not something that we need to be afraid of. It's not something that we need to fight tooth and nail to get away from. It's something that we need to really learn how to embrace because the more uncomfortable you get, the more you step out of your comfort zone, the farther you'll be able to go in life in every way. And just recognize it's part of the process and truly accept that and learn to embrace it. The sooner you're able to learn to embrace the discomfort in life, the easier your life is gonna be. Another tip to help strengthen your willpower that really, really has helped me is find an accountability partner. Find someone who is looking to improve and grow in similar ways and check in with each other. But remember that sometimes you have to show tough love. You can't just, I don't know the term, pussyfoot. Like you can't just dance around if someone is falling through with their commitments. You can't just coddle them all the time and say, it's okay, it's okay. Yes, show them compassion and recognize that we're all human, we're all just doing the best we can in life, but you have to be a firm believer and hold them to their desires and hold them to the new way of being. So an example for this was, when I first wanted to start working out, probably about five years ago, believe it or not, I did not work out for most of my adult life and i knew that it was so beneficial obviously like we all know we all know that working out is so essential to living a healthy happy life when i first started to want to work out i hated it I did not have the discipline. I did not have the motivation. I dreaded it every single day. The kind of ironic part about it is that I would want to work out and if I ever couldn't bring myself to actually do it, I would feel so much shame and guilt that I would go and binge instead. So it was just like, ugh. Fuck. Like I either was doing great job and working out and eating healthy or I was being a couch potato and binging all day. It was so black and white, so like all or nothing personality that I've had to really fight through. My best friend and I started doing accountability and what we would do is she would send me a sweaty selfie assignment every day because I would just work out at home or go to the gym, whatever. Every day it was something new and it was something like 
send me a sweaty selfie with your eyes crossed or with your tongue out or posing with ice cream or it was different every day and she would make really funny ones sometimes like flick off the camera and like do a kissy face like I don't know she would get creative and it became a game and it became fun and it helped keep me accountable because I couldn't fake having a sweaty selfie you know I needed to be red in the face I needed to be sweaty and it just helped keep me accountable we did that together for probably six months or so until I got to the point where I had built the habit of working out every day and I had found the discipline that I needed because it does not come naturally all the time. One mantra that I used at that point in my life was I don't always get what I wish for but I do always get what I work for. And I had that taped up on my mirror and I would just repeat it over and over and over again. Do I want to have a healthy body? Yes, I can't just wish for it, I have to work for it. Do I want to quit binging? Yes, I can't just wish for it, I can't just continue to perpetuate the addiction. I have to stop it and I have to get uncomfortable and I have to fight through it and really work for it. So you can't let each other off the hook. You have to hold each other firm. And one thing about this that I would mention is be very conscientious of who you choose as an accountability buddy because it can be a lot of pressure on both sides of it and you don't want to ruin a relationship by trying to hold someone accountable when they are not there, when they're not ready. I've even had one friend who she wanted me to help keep her accountable with her food and she kept making excuses over and over and over again and it got to a point where I'd be like hey like I love you but I need to show you tough love I need to be honest with you you're never going to reach your goal if you continue to come up with excuses every single day. I tried to do it in a loving and compassionate way, but she got really triggered by it and it kind of harmed our relationship a little bit. And so when about a year later she asked me to be her accountability buddy again, I had to say no and it was painful, but I had to do it for both of our mental health and to salvage our relationship. Then the final part of strengthening your willpower is to imagine your result and visualize it with a deep feelings of excitement and pride before you even start. Feel into the relief and joy of how it'll feel when you rock that shit, whether it be eating healthy or getting your dream body or working out or creating your business, whatever it is that you need to do, sit in that and visualize it, but don't just visualize it and like think oh that would be cool like no feel into it imagine that you are at your end result you have that dream body picture it feel it know how good you're gonna feel in your body how confident you're gonna feel and start to embody that right here and now even if you have 50 pounds to lose embody that confidence that you're gonna have and that'll help build the motivation and build that willpower that you need to eventually get to where you're wanting to go 
And then my last and final tip for revamping your habits is be prepared to course correct because we are all human. That's part of the human experience is that we are going to make mistakes. Remember that if you desire something, hold on to that as truth. It's not your job to know how. Surrender is so important. Just continue to take the actions, take the human footsteps, and staying the course involves some bends in the road. There are going to be obstacles. There are going to be challenges. There are going to be unforeseen circumstances that you didn't expect. And I keep going back to like the weight loss or the dream body like example because clearly with my eating disorder, exercise addiction, like all the stuff that I've been through that is always kind of top of mind for me. With that example, you might get sick or you might get injured. I definitely have been through both of those and it threw me off. I easily could have said, oh, well, I'm injured, so what's done is done, and I'm going back to my binging and eating bonbons on the couch all day. No, I had to adapt and say, okay, this is a challenge that I did not foresee, but I still am going to hold strong to my vision. I still am gonna hold strong to my goal and do the best that I can under these circumstances. And then as soon as I'm recovered, as soon as my body is feeling better, I'm going right back into it. And I'm going to get right back into the course and course correct just never give up hope. I preach that all the time, especially with eating disorders, especially, I mean, hell, with anything in life. Just never give up hope because we're always going to be challenged. We're always going to have obstacles come our way. And the people who are the most successful are the resilient ones, the ones that say, you know what? I don't care what happens, I am going to achieve this goal. And have faith that the universe has your back. Everything is happening for you in life. There's always a lesson out there to be learned. Just stay dedicated, stay strong to what you believe in, what you want, and hold strong to all of that. Here are my tips on creating better habits, getting rid of bad habits, just revamping your life as far as habits because habits add up. They create the life that you're living, whether it's a life that you dream of or a life that you want to change. Either way, habits are so instrumental in who you are and what you believe in in life. So if you got anything out of this, please, please shoot me a DM at Healthy Foodie TX or the Perfectly Broken Podcast. Please rate, review, follow, do all the things. Follow me on uh, Instagram. And I appreciate you guys so much. So have a wonderful day, you guys. Love you.